The Chicago Bulls get another hard-fought win, albeit against a team that was dealing with their own injury concerns. We're going to talk a little bit about that win. We're also going to talk about the development of Kobe White yet again and how it just he continues to step up in new and interesting ways every single time and how he's now reading defense much better than what he was reading before. And we're going to talk about the player development department. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. My name is Hayes, uh, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So Chicago Bulls got a win over the Miami Heat yesterday. And this is a game in which it started off with the Bulls just being on fire, right? That first kind of, uh, not, what, eight minutes of that of that first quarter, the Bulls were killing the Miami Heat. They got up to like 25 to like 24 to 5, something like that was the lead. Now that lead got all the way down, especially by the end of the first half. Uh, it was down by five going into the second half of the game. But the Bulls were able to come back out in the second half. Much better performances from Nikola Vucevic. Uh, Io DeSumo stepped up real big in the second half of this game. And the Bulls were able to pull out the victory. And that's all that matters. They led throughout the whole game. Didn't trail a single minute in that game. And this, hey, is the type of win you want to see the Bulls do and have, right? We, we need these type of wins, especially against a team that was missing Bam, missing uh, Tyler Hero. They were missing a lot of important pieces there. And it's good to see the Bulls be able to get that win. But we want to put it in perspective as far as how they got that win, right? So while I want to celebrate the win, I'm happy the Bulls got the win. I'm ecstatic that our team pulled out a victory against a Miami Heat team that's always going to be tough, scrappy, that's always well coached. And listen, we got a victory, 124 to 116. Love it. But some of the things and concerns with the Chicago Bulls did rear their ugly head in the first half of that game. They fixed it in the second half, and I got to commend them for that. But then when you look at the stat lines of this game, uh, Io DeSumo, who's going to be one of the biggest stories in this game, you got to talk about 10 of 12 from the field, 24 points, eight rebounds, five assists, one steal. Io DeSumo completely balled out in this game, stepping in for Alice Caruso, only ended up playing five minutes. He did get six points in those five minutes, but he ended up, uh, I think Kobe White stepped on his foot. He had to go back uh, down. He wasn't didn't return to the game. And Io DeSumo came in there in that second half of that game and played extremely well. It was a huge part of why the Chicago Bulls were going to be able to win that game. And it was it's just good to see that. Io building off that confidence. Io came into the season with his role drastically changing over what it was at the start of last season. Him being the starting point guard last season. Now having to kind of find his minutes off the bench. Not really playing a whole lot of point guard here. He's been mainly on the wing for the Chicago Bulls, playing that two and three. Uh, but listen, he's been finding a way to just find to impact the game. And when he's when he's playing with that confidence, when he's getting out in transition, there's not many people better on this team playing in transition than Io DeSumo has this year. But then you got to look at the two players as well who both got double doubles in this game. Kobe White having his first double double of the season, 26 points, going nine of 20 from the field. Not the most efficient shooting night. Seven rebounds, 11 assists, almost got a triple-double, did Kobe White. And Kobe White's growth continues to just be utterly amazing. And that's what it is, the way that Kobe is growing. We'll talk a little bit about that more. But Kobe's absolutely should be in most improved player of the year conversation. Like, it just is what it is. A lot of people are asking, can he be an all-star? I think that the Bulls have to win more than what they're doing at a higher rate than that. But again, all-star voting is a lot about storylines as well, so you never know how that storyline is going to develop for Kobe White. But it just, 
Kobe was just so utterly amazing in this game, especially like in that first quarter. Kobe White just went off. And, and like ultimately, when it comes down is this Kobe White right now offers the Bulls the best piece to build around on this team going forward. That he just does. He's the mix of youth, the way that he's stepping it up, all those things. He offers that best situation. But like I said, we're going to talk, we're going to touch on that a little bit more uh, here. But then you got to look at Nikola Vucevic as well, just being so important. 15 points alone did Nikola Vucevic score in the third quarter of this game, really being a big part of that. The Bulls scored 33 points in the third quarter, so he scored almost half of those points, scoring that 15. And then you look at the fourth quarter. That's when Kobe White came alive. Again, Kobe White, 14 points in the third quarter. So it's good to see these players have that. Uh, Vooch putting up another double-double as well, 24 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, filling up that stat line did Kobe White. I'm sorry, did uh, Nikola Vucevic. And listen, Vooch, for a player that has had his ups and downs, hasn't always taken advantage, and we've not always been able to find him at times where we need to as well, it's always good to see Vooch be able to put up that stat line. And listen, the Miami Heat's front line at that point was extremely thin, and the Bulls found a way, again, through coaching and the scheme, to go to Nikola Vucevic much more in that second half, and he he responded well to it. He, he thrived in that, and so good to see Vooch. And then DeMar DeRozan, we had four players, Scoring double digits, I mean, in 20 points, over 20 points. And, and DeMar DeRozan was that fourth one to do that, going 6 of 14 from the field, five rebounds, four assists, 23 points. He didn't really become a facilitator like we've seen in other games, and that's fine because Kobe White was doing that. We were sharing the ball well as a team. When you look at it, 32 assists on 45 made baskets are really good that. Only five turnovers as well for the Chicago Bulls? Man, listen. This team balled out. Like I said, that second half was really good. Didn't really get the production off the bench I was hoping for coming into this game. Um, like the Miami Heat did. Jami Hakez, for example, having 22 points off the bench for them. Jimmy uh, having 20 points. Hakez led them in scoring off the bench, which is crazy. Kevin Love off the bench as well with 16 points um, for, for that team. But, hey, listen, the way that this team played, I really did enjoy. And Patrick Williams, why didn't have the, the amazing stat sheet? Nine points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks from him. But he did some really good things defensively in this game that helped the Chicago Bulls a lot as well. Um, but coming out of this game, kind of the last storyline thing is Alex Caruso goes down again. Uh, missing a game, coming back, not being able to finish out that game. And at this point, I think it just got to come down to the Bulls have to seriously consider just sitting AC for a week. The Bulls have a lot of games. We play again Saturday, and then we're basically every other day next week uh, with games because we have four games next week. Um, but you may have to seriously consider sitting Alex Caruso and you know, if you can sit him, especially with us having a day between each game next week, if you sit him one or two games, that basically gives him about four days off uh, as far as rest. You may want to consider that because, AC, that foot injury, I don't think is just going to get all the way better. I think it's going to be something nagging all season long. Hopefully I could be wrong with that. Depending on if it's like ligament, soft tissue, or bone, uh, whatever's going on there, uh, it, can, it can drastically change kind of that timeline on a return for Alex Caruso. Well, for him to be 100% healthy, of course he's going to have games where he's able to go, but like in basketball, there's always going to be a threat that somebody could step on that foot. And if that's the case, you're looking at Alex Caruso again, missing more time if that's the case. So you want to kind of avoid that if you can, where you can. But hey, that's up to the Chicago Bulls. It's up to the front office to look at that. But I know I've talked a lot about Kobe White, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about more about him going into the next segment. His growth has just been tremendous, and it's motivating the other young players on the team as well. Matter of fact, Io DeSumo had this to say after the game. What has it been like for you to watch Kobe White's transformation? Huge game from him tonight. Oh, I mean, it's motivation. It's motivation because I understand, you know, what he went through, you know, his um, second, third, fourth, fifth year, 
You know, I understand. I understand how many people counted him out, and um, he did nothing but work and continue to work. So, you know, me seeing that front hand, that, that gave me motivation to keep going. That gave me motivation to, to rise to another occasion. You know, we push each other to be great. So when I see him doing he doing now. It's nothing but give me excitement. And especially for a player like Io, who Bulls fans also started doubting after a sophomore slump, even more so for Patrick Williams, who, again, is now, what, in his fourth year. We've seen now Kobe White making that leap in the fifth year. It really puts on, hey, if you keep working on your craft and you go out every every year and try to improve on things, it's going to help. And, you know, in the live stream yesterday, a lot of people were saying, well, hey, Kobe should have been starting this whole time. Imagine where Kobe would have been. And I don't think that's necessarily true, right? I think that the time that Kobe White spent coming off the bench actually helped him. It helped him understand how to impact the game without scoring. It helped him understand that the game slowed down to him a little bit more. How can I now pass? Because his shot was terrible last season at, during, during long stretches, right? And so we, he, defensively, he started stepping up, understanding how he can impact the game defensively, weak side defense. And I think that came through kind of coming in the bench, playing against worst players off the bench, but then again, coming in and always having minutes, always having a role and finding a way to impact the game. And now we're getting reaping the benefits of that. But one of the things that's really standing out about Kobe White is his ability to read defenses. He's reading defenses really well. And, you know, that comes with, like, Kobe saying it, Patrick Williams saying it, right? He says this, I'm continuing to grow. I always say this. I feel like I have a long way to grow, especially in reading pick and roll and manipulating defense a little bit more, but I'm getting better. That's all I can really ask for. Then Billy Donovan chipping this in. Great in the pick and roll all the way around. Um, and then Kobe White is learning to use his shoulders and to dribble off screens. And, and that's a great thing. Kobe White is absolutely learning how to, how to read a defense and how to kind of pick his spots and pick apart that. He said this as well. If you watch any great offensive player, those shoulders are always at the basket and they play in front and they're able to turn it down or come off. And he's getting better and making those reads. That was actually Billy Donovan saying that about Kobe White. We're seeing a player blossom and turn into a piece on, like right in front of our eyes. He's playing at a star level right now for the Chicago Bulls, and you can't take that away. He's talked about how Peter Patton helped him kind of tweak his shot a little bit, and how because Kobe has always been a really good scorer, nobody's really taught him to tweak his shot some. And, you know, him doing that, as well as the defense that he, the, the defense he's bringing and the ability to read defenses, you're now talking about a player that has is, is always had a solid enough offensive skill set, but now it's kind of the mental part of the game is coming along, so now he's able to take his natural ability to score and add a little bit more basketball IQ to that. And that is making him an extremely dangerous player as well. And then you can look at look at the defense that he's playing. Look at Kobe White. Next time that I know we can be so enthralled with Kobe White's offense sometimes, but sometimes just look at look at Kobe White and what he does defensively at times out there. Start looking at that a little bit more. Like he is playing really good and really smart heads up defense. Is he like a lockdown on ball defender? No. But Kobe White's learning to take the right angles defensively, especially when experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide 
who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Players trying to drive and off pick and rolls, right? Learning how to read where a player's trying to go and trying to get there ahead of time. We already talked about him leading right now the league in, well, not leading the league. He's one of the league leaders in drawing charges as well. Kobe White is balling right now. And you, like, and you can't take that away from it. Almost a 60% true shooting percentage on the season. You are seeing a player turn into a smarter basketball player right in front of your eyes. And that takes us back to player development is going to be so important for the next wave of what the Chicago Bulls team is going to be. It's one thing that we have not done well. And I got to give Billy Donovan credit as well. Got to say this. One thing Billy Donovan has been good at his career is allowing point guards to be the best uh, version of themselves. Look at Russ. Look at Chris Paul when people started thinking Chris Paul was washed up. Look at Shea Gilgic-Alexander and kind of that upwards trajectory he was on since he left the, the Clippers. All of those things, Billy Donovan, while he does double down on stars and we know that he's not a great coach, he's sometimes not even a good coach, one thing that I do trust Billy Donovan to, to do is put Kobe White in the better situations. And we're starting to see Billy Donovan realize, too, this is a guy who needs the ball in his hands later in games because he's going to make the right decisions. And so seeing Kobe blossom into that is the storyline of the season. That's why I said I'm kind of ready for the Zach. I actually have a Zach Levine topic and some trade rumors with Zach, but I'm going to do it as its own video, kind of to put it out on its own silo because I think that we need to be able to just celebrate what and who Kobe White is becoming. And that is the thing that I don't want to keep talking about this thing in the reference of Zach and did he do this? Did he do that? I just want to talk about what Kobe is turning into and Io as well, just Io developing uh, this season. And while I know a lot of people made fun of him when he dropped the Tony Snell stat line of having no registered stat except a personal foul, but Io is also rounding out and understanding his role better and understanding how he can impact the game, understanding when to get out in transition, understanding how he fits now in this new look and this new role that he's going to, that he's been in so far this season. And that's something that's exciting to see as well. Patrick Williams as well, having those flashes of those eight games in a row, he's kind of come back down to earth a little bit, but he's also done some really good defensive things and drawn some matchups over that time as well. So I'm not going to judge him too harshly on that right now, but you know, player development and the player development department and Peter Patton and all the guys that we have down there and ladies as well. We got two women on that player development staff as well. It's going to be hugely important to what this next team rounds out to. We are now hopefully shifting from a team that was trying to compete for something, right? Go far in the playoffs. Not to say that they still aren't because we heard they do want win now pieces. This is still going to be a team that's trying to win basketball games. But hopefully in trying to win those games, you are now focused also more on developing your young assets and play, and players that can be pillars of your team going forward because Kobe is showing you sometimes you have to be more patient with the development of a player. You just have to be. And I know we live in this microwave mindset society where everybody wants instant gratification on a player be, be following a trend of uh, year one, being okay, year two, building off that, year three, let's be who you're going to be for the rest of your career. And that's not always the case. We're not always seeing that. And imagine had the Bulls given up on, on Kobe White back when people were saying that they did. October 7th, 2021 is when I dropped that video that the Bulls would be crazy to trade Kobe White. And a lot of people at that time thought, no, Kobe's a goner. You have to move Kobe. You have to do this. And now we're being rewarded with that patience with a player that's used those two those seasons between now and then to develop aspects of his game, and he's putting it all together. And that's something. And, you know, Io as well and, and Patrick Williams. And even go back and say, I know Dalen Terry hasn't shown anything as much as what Patrick or 
or Kobe showed early in their career, but Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips, right? These are guys that have a, a ton of potential, and it's up to a player development staff and coaching to come up with that development plan to get the most out of them, and sometimes that does take time. Sometimes that takes stints in a, a year or so in the G League, right, for Onilop Batim, for example, Adama Sonogo, right? But these are guys now that hopefully seeing Kobe White have the season that he's having and now having a player development department that players are talking about has helped them round out things on their game makes people realize a little bit more, let's practice some patience with these young guys, and then we can come out on the other side with a much better player than what we, maybe we even thought. And shout out to Kobe White for just proving his doubters wrong this season, and I would assume for doing it last game as well. But before we go, I know mailbag days tomorrow. We're, the mailbag's filling up. I want to get to this voicemail we got from Brandon. Let's go ahead and play that now. What's going on, Hayes? Um, it's Brandon. I just wanted to first and foremost let you know, man, you are hands down the best uh, Chicago, <coughs> um, I guess, well, podcast. Huh. Sorry, but uh, you the best Chicago content creator out there. Fuck all them haters. Y'all keep doing your thing. I just wanted to say, man, I am so proud of Kobe from the progression uh, he has made since last season. Um, the boy is bald, point blank, period. And I understand we got DeMar, but for prime example, last game against Milwaukee, yeah, it was a tough loss, but we, we did what we could do. Um, but I hate when Billy takes the ball out of Kobe's hand. Like, it irritates me. Seriously, it fucking irritates me. But um, Kobe, I feel like he's making that uh, leap, just how Tyrese Maxey is making that, uh, made that leap. So I truly feel like um, we should build around Kobe. Um Io, I know he kind of he struggled last game, but I still think the young fellas is doing their thing, and I feel like we should build around the young fellas. You know, Kobe, Io, Pat, um, I'm just proud with how they are uh, coming along this season, and I know it's only going to get better from here. So you don't just let me know what you think. Um, keep doing your thing, bro, and see red Bulls Nation. Let's go. First of all, thank you for calling me the best content creator out there. I don't hold I don't think that of myself. I know I'm damn good. And I say that it, like I said all the time. It's a tall test to be better at Hayes than this. But with that said, I'm I just appreciate you that you guys are enjoying the content and I'm gonna keep delivering it daily for you guys. The only truly daily Chicago Bulls show out there, and that's not anything that anybody can refute. Seven days a week, you guys are getting content from me. And then on top of that, you're getting bonus episodes throughout most of this week. Like I think I've dropped a bonus episode at least for Friday now, probably probably three times this week out of the days, and I already have another one planned for today as well with Zach. So I appreciate you guys so much, man. Can't stress that enough. Um, but as far as Kobe White balling out, absolutely, man. And just what I finished on the last segment with, Kobe White is turning into such a, 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 a clutch player and a player that understands he the gravity that he has, right? Even hearing how he wants to take those longer threes more when he hasn't and has confidence because it stretches out the defense, having that mindset. We're seeing a player in Kobe White. The, the intelligence of the, the basketball IQ is growing in him, as well as that skills all rounding out, and that's great to see from a player on your team. Now, as far as Billy Donovan taking the ball out of Kobe's hands, that is something that I have had a problem with. I think we're starting to see flashes of Billy Donovan realizing, nah, let's go ahead and make sure that even if it's not a play for Kobe to score on, you put the ball in his hands and make him make that decision because he's showing you that he's growing into such a good decision maker on top of everything else. And that is the good thing. So hopefully Billy's taking notice. Hopefully the front office taking notice because Kobe right now, on the pieces that we currently have on this team, that could change, right, with the Zach Levine trade, he is the best player to potentially build around on this team 
period. He is the best player to do that. And, you know, hearing things like the Chicago Bulls may be interested in going out and getting uh, 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 D'Angelo Russell in a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. And like I said, I got a kind of video on this later, but I'm going to dig into it now a little bit, is I think you have to be strategic. Yes, you want the most talent back possible. That's the key thing for the Bulls. Get the most talent you can for Zach Levine, period, first. But then also kind of in the back of your mind, some to a degree, I think Kobe White has earned the, the, the right to say, Let's also think about how the players that we come in here are going to are going to affect what Kobe White is doing and how often he has the ball in his hands. And D'Angelo Russell, while not a terrible player, let me be clear here: not a terrible player, not a bad player. Is he? Does he have some issues? Yeah, as every player does. He's not a he's not a superstar. He's going to have issues. He's not going to be a perfect player. I just look at that and saying that's a player that I think would affect the good things that are Kobe White's doing. Not to say that he can't do his own good things, but I think that that would be something that starts maybe affecting the momentum and rhythm that we're seeing Kobe White work himself into a little bit too much for my personal liking. But again, that's up to the front office. It's not up to me. That's not up to anybody else. You know, as fans, we have our opinion. We have our views. But I would love to see this team go out and acquire players that kind of complement not just Kobe White, but like where we're going as a team. And so, yeah, we want to be a team that spreads the ball out. We want to be a team that passes really well. We want to be a team that moves without the ball. But in that as well, having a point guard in Kobe White that, is, that has the scoring gravity of what he has, having the enough of a passer, right? He's not the true half-court passer, things like that, and that's fine, but you want players that can complement that because I think that's what will help you take your team to a new level. And until you get that superstar player, can be the team that, that kind of operates better as the sum of the parts rather than the individual pieces because you won't have that necessary superstar-level piece there. So, you know, that's something to think of. That's something to keep in the back of your minds as we go forward and wait on the Zach Levine trade to go down, which, you know, today's December 15th, and I don't think a Zach Levine trade is going to go down today, but you guys know if a trade does go down for Zach Levine, I will be one of the first places, if not the first place, to get a video up because that's just what we do here around Chicago Bulls Central. So, listen, December 15th to, to mid-January, we're now on Zach Levine trade watch. That trade can happen and go down at any time at this point. Now, again, if rookies are going to be involved, even some of the other players like I even think like a Rui Hachimura for the Lakers, for example, um, can't be moved until January 15th, too. So that January 15th date, keep a lookout for that. But otherwise, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.